What is going on, everyone? And welcome into the first episode of Prop Shots presented by the Odds Breakers, your new weekly golf podcast here. Today, we got some special guests here. We got uh, Prop Shots and Spitting Chicklets. What's going on, boys? What up, what up? What up? Very excited to be doing this. Yeah, I mean, you know, just three of your average golf touts, just diehard fans here, just trying to break down a, uh, a classic tournament here in the Genesis Scottish Open, really. Um, not really an ideal one to start with, you know, when you think about it. Um, PGA Tour has only been pretty much co-sponsoring this event for one year now. So you look at the past winners of like Aaron Rye and Brent Wurst. Wurstberger. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce so many names again <laughs> this podcast, so I'm not gonna even try. But I mean, the strength of fields obviously increased last year here. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it to you here, uh, Jeremy. Here, any any kind of storylines you're looking at this week? Um, I honestly think this course is one of gonna be one of the favorites courses, like a Scotty Scheffler or Rory McIlroy, because it's just gonna be all about the ball striking. I think. Like the putting, everyone's gonna have to figure out with like the fescue grass and the slower greens. So I, I think you just gotta win it with like the iron shots. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think. I mean, the last time we saw fescue greens was what twenty twenty Open in St Andrews with Cam Smith, and we even saw it then of guys just completely blowing apart on these greens here. Um, and it's interesting too. I mean, Xander obviously is one of the favorites this week. I think which we'll get to, but. You wonder just guy if it's guys in hot form here too, because I think even Rye and uh, Weisberger, not going to even try to pronounce that name, uh, <laughs> came to this event in pretty decent form here. Xander obviously won the Travelers the week before here, but yeah, I mean it's certainly an interesting event. I don't know, Picklets, have you kind of looked at this course at all, or any thoughts on it to start? I've looked into it a little bit from from what I see. Yeah, like what Jeremy said, it's really going to be about like the you know, the good ball strikers here who can really, you know, drive the ball pretty far. And uh, one of the, one of the most important ones is stroke strokes gained on approach. And uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll really see how, how it pans out here. Yeah. So for everyone who doesn't know about the course here, so we're going to head to the Renaissance club here. A lot of people don't particularly love this course. I mean, it's a gorgeous layout. The back nine is pretty much all along the water here. Uh, It's par seventy. A lot of contention to it. I saw a bunch of articles last year saying it was a par 71, listed at a higher yardage, but it is a par 70 here. Uh, I don't have my article up. Great. Um, par 70, I think two. What's it? Par, it's par 70, regardless. It's, um, five, I, it's yeah, it's five par threes, which is, di- or I think, yeah, three par fives all over 576 yards. 10 par fours um, with six of them over 460 yards and uh, five par threes, Mm -hmm. which uh, I gave you this stat the other day in the DMs. They're the ninth shortest, I believe, um, since 2015 on tour on average, Um, but they've played the 10th hardest. And that's uh, on any courses that have played since uh, like the shot link era. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So the length is 7,237 yards. Um, like I said, it did play shorter, but I think one of the short par fives, I think it was the seventh, got shortened to a long par four or long par four yeah. shortened if you want I to I think use I read it, that in your article earlier. Yeah, because I, I, I messaged um, 
John about that. And I was like, Hey, I saw your article, but then on the DP world tour, your tour to kind of whatever you want to call it, uh, they had shown it as a par 70. So I was curious about that, but I guess that got cleared up. Um, I guess in terms of like comp courses here, St. Andrews would be the closest, another Scottish course here, but, uh, Tom Doak did do a few renovations recently stateside, um, at Memorial Park, obviously, for the Cadence Bank Houston Open. And then he also did St. George's um, for the Canadian Open, which I believe you attended, Prop, or Prop Doctor? Uh, no, I didn't end up going. Okay. And St. George's, St. George's, no, that was this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think. Cause yeah, no, I didn't end last, up going. I forget last year's, but yeah. Or St. George's, I think, was last year, and it was Oakdale okay. this year. Okay, that makes sense, yep. St. So, George's was nuts on the greens, though. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you look at these greens, too, 7,000 square feet, pretty much the average here. But most of them are, like, tiered. I know a few of them are, like, five-tiered greens, which is just absolutely asinine when mm -hmm. it comes to pin Sick. placements here. Um, any thoughts on the weather here? I know, Picklets, did you mention that, or was it a uh, prop doctor? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think it, yeah the the final score is going to be weather dependent on the wind that I think is supposed to get worse throughout the weekend but who knows with the weather yeah, yeah just looking I, at it the the wind's really supposed to pick up as the weekend goes on especially on that last day so you know you're going <laughs> to we're going to hopefully see you know the winner stay the winner after that last day um oh I lost my train of thought here we're, we've seen we've seen the couple the last couple tournaments be like around par 70 and we're seeing some really really low scores like winners in the negative 20s but now like i don't see anywhere close to that like i think it's going to be single digits for the winner yeah i would agree i think it's 10 or under max mm -hmm. yeah. uh for this whole event here i mean i thought i saw something on twitter the other day too that said like none of the winners were inside the top 25 after round one which is Whoa. crazy stat wow. Yeah. So, I mean, whether it's true or not, or whether I just made that up, we don't know. But could it be like another U.S. Open where it got off to such a hot start with Xander or Ricky going 62s on the first day, but still finishes minus 10? Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, that back nine is going to be absolutely diabolical with that because there's no protection. There's really no trees on this course. Mm -hmm. No. And it's just going to be that wind whipping off the ocean, basically, of just any ball fly coming into here. You're going to have to try to draw something in probably about five or seven yards out. Yeah. And if you lose for some of these guys who caught the ball, bit, it's going a long way, the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. The fescue, I think they said the rough is three to five inches in certain areas, which, again, is just good luck. Good luck for some of those guys who struggle <laughs> around the green. I mean, Victor obviously has picked up his game around there, but still just good fucking luck. Um, <laughs> previous winners in the field here, too. Uh, like I mentioned before here, you got Xander, who won last year. Obviously, just, I mean, diabolical coming off the Travelers win. And you got Ben Wu Lee, 2021, and then Aaron Rye in 2020. <laughs> um, so interesting group of cats when you look at the previous winners here. Um Xander came into this event, like I said, in pretty good form here. Minwoo Lee played five European tours before this. His best finish during that span was T17 at the Dubai 
duty free Irish Open. Rye uh, in the previous year finished second in that same event. So decent form here of guys coming in here. But let's uh, let's break down this field here a little bit. Uh, if you guys are down, I'll throw it to your spitting picklets here. So let's let's look at the top of the board here. Scotty Scheffler here comes to this event here, missed the cut at the Genesis last year, and then kind of in terms of other uh, comp courses, finished T twenty one at St Andrews last year. But I mean, this guy hasn't finished outside like the top twelve, and it feels like a million years. Mm-hmm. He's been crazy. I went through this like. Last last couple tournaments, tied for fourth, third, third, tied for third, tied for second, tied for fifth. So if you want to talk about hot, golf, hot golfers coming in, it's definitely Scotty. Yeah. And the uh, odds reflect that for sure as he's, I think, uh, plus 700 to win, um, which is pretty so. low for a winner. Yeah, completely. Are you uh, – I mean, he's won twice this year, defended mm-hmm. his title at the Waste Management Phoenix Open and won the players – is he on your card this week or a guy that you just left off based on kind of the odds? He's going to have to be. I just can't ignore how, how well he's done. And that, um, you know, just just because he missed the cut last year, you know, like I don't – he was playing some really good golf last year, but I don't know whether he was this consistent for this, uh, like leading up to this tournament. So he's definitely going to have to be on my card. Yeah. I mean, you look – that's all. I just pulled it up, but – Coming into this event last year, he finished T13 at the Travelers, T2 at the U.S. Open, and T18 at the RBC. So mm-hmm. similar form, not as good, obviously, as this year. But, I mean, yeah, the the link style, too. When you miss a cut at, like, a link style course, I feel like it's more forgivable based on the conditions of that. These guys see kind of only these style of courses before mm-hmm. maybe once a year, and now with his Genesis added twice a year. So for a lot of these guys, they do struggle in kind of that first year out. Um, he did do well in the 2020 Open at uh, Royal St. George's. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, plus 7-1, to one too, is, is so tough to a guy in this form really kind of leave off your card there. Yeah. So and I agree if, with you there. Coming into this, like just during this season, if you look at strokes gained, like he's leading in four out of the six main categories. Like that, that's just so impressive. Like it's hard. It's hard not to have him someone on your card. It's crazy, too, that if he learned how to putt, he'd win everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can't yeah, putt. Yeah. He's like, it is, I think it's, what is he? He's 92nd in strokes gained putting <laughs> over the last two months. <laughs> and he's finishing top 10. Every time. Yeah. Like, he's below the, like, oh, I guess that's, sorry, that's in, that's in this field mm-hmm. of... Well, if he's chipping in for Eagle like he did on hole yeah, 17 at the matter. U.S. Open, he doesn't even need to use his putter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, matter. just insane. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely insane here. But, um, all right, I'll throw it to you here, um, Jeremy, here, in terms of the next guy on the board here. Man, I screwed this up. Um, in terms of Roy McIlroy here, um, Obviously, I know we've kind of found an infatuation with him over the few years, past few years, and it hasn't really paid off. He's at nine to one on BetMGM, down to seven to one at Caesars. But any thoughts on him if he's on your card, or are you kind of looking to uh, fade him this week? Uh, I don't think I want to fade him. He's not on my card, though. I I said it was uh, earlier. It was I think it's one of the favorites weeks. Like I think 
I think it's Scotty's tournament to lose. But I think yeah. if he doesn't win it, uh, Rory, Cantlay, or Shoffley will probably be one of the ones to win it. But I didn't want to pay the price to pick one of those guys. If I was picking one, it would be Scotty. But they're all such steady ball strikers that I think they'll be in the hunt on Sunday. So I don't want to fade them, but I don't know. I didn't look much into Rory just because of the price. But he's always such a he's always going to be in the mix in the like competitive tournaments. Yeah, so he's never actually played in this event before, which I'm kind of shocked about because he is a presence on the DP World Tour and he does lead the race to Dubai right now, which is hysterical that that's a- the European tour is led by Rory McElroy and John Rahm, who played five events pretty much each. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but Rory, too, I mean, you look at his strokes gain stats. He didn't putt well after the CJ Cup um, up until the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. And since then, he's really hasn't lost strokes in any category besides, no. I think, the RBC Canadian Open. He lost maybe less than a quarter of a stroke around the green on approach which is just insane. He has finished top 10 his last lost, five events. I think 0.04 strokes on approach at the RBC. Insane. It, yeah. And like he just hits the ball so far that on a Lynx course, that thing is never going to stop rolling. Mm-hmm. Like I watched a highlight of Ricky or yeah, Ricky, the Ricky drive the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. If Rory hits one of those, he might out drive the green. Yeah, I think what was Ricky's like 400 yards or something? 438, wow. I think it said. <laughs> wow. Or 450, like it was either 438 or 458. It was nuts. The thing yeah. bounced and bounced and bounced and bounced and bounced and rolled and never stopped rolling until it hit the rough. Yeah. It was I, nuts. Mean, it, I take four it, shots on a golf course to get it that far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be lucky to find my ball in the rough. Let alone, <laughs> let alone hit it that far. If I tried to find a fairway right now, like he hit it uh, so far that there's a walkway of pedestrians that are just like, oh, there's a ball rolling past our feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree. I think I think Rory might be a guy that obviously we'll get to later in the show that he may show up in one of our matchups. I'm not I'm not going to put in the universe now, but I have a feeling. Rory could be a guy if he's matched up with one of these other top guys that we just decide to run with him. Um, mm-hmm. Next guy, obviously on the leaderboard. He's such, I have no words to describe Pat, Patrick Cantlay besides just like he's chaotic for the tour in the best way of slow pace. Everyone rips him apart, but he's so damn good. Mm-hmm. He, he is so consistent and he refuses like I think his last win was what the BMW championship last year. Um, but you look at his last few events, T4 at the Travelers, T14 at the US Open, T30 at the Memorial, T9 at the PGA Championship. And then you go to his course like T8 at the Open last year, T4 at the Genesis. And he's at 14 to one for a guy who hasn't won a tournament this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think that's a great price for him, mm-hmm. actually. Not going to lie. off a T4. He looks like he kind of actually looks like Xander did the week before the Travelers, where he's like just trending towards that win. He, like he looks like he's due. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'm not going to lie. I had them on my article and I pulled them off. So I just, I'm going to clip this if he wins this week of saying <laughs> I had them, but I didn't pick them. So yeah, I mean, any, any other thoughts on Cantlay here? I mean, I, I don't agree with, I agree with your point to a 14 to one is kind of a decent price for a guy coming in at this form. Yeah. Yeah. Even coming in like his last 10, his worst finish was T30. And then all others were T20 with some highs of three and T4. So he's another consistent guy coming in. Hasn't missed the cut in 10, at least his last 10. So yeah. And just the fact that you almost put him on your card and then left him off makes me definitely want to take him. I almost, I almost <laughs> took him too, but I didn't, I don't know who it, I, I left him off. Cause I don't know who to pick out of that first four. Mm -hmm. I agree at, at 14 to one, two, he pretty much takes up the half, if not more half your card too, if you're like pricing it. Yeah. 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 So he's a tough one too. I mean, his putting's approved. His approach game has been insane as of late. Um, yeah. So just another guy. And then obviously after him, his, uh, his good buddy, his Ryder Cup partner, um, his Zurich Open partner, Xander at 14 to 1 as well, who again comes to this event in great form. I mean, mm -hmm. Prop Doctor, I know me and you have talked about him how many times in the DMs of we're not playing Xander this week? I know. I And every time I want to. Yeah. I, but I, he, he, like, every time. He would before as he's trending to win that event that he just won. You can always see it somewhere in his round that he just lost something. Like I, I yeah. saw it at the, like the Canadian Open where he came out, I think, on day two, and just you could see that he was twitching something with his arm or trying to hold something, and he, something just didn't feel right. And you can see that in him sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's well, been trending since the players. Yeah, but I've been I've been betting him recently a lot, and it, it's paid off. But except for the outright bets that I made, but the play, he made up for it by cashing all the placements. But um, I think he could win this thing just because of how good he, he's a ball, good of a ball striker he is, and a putter. And he won last year. Yeah, for sure. I think. He, I just don't know because he's defending his title here and also trying to go back to back. I don't know if I didn't take it for that reason, mainly too. Mm -hmm. I think that might be too much pressure. We've seen so many. Yeah. I, I had that same thought too, which is probably a bad thought too. If a guy wins yeah. a tournament the year before, you don't take him again. But I feel like it's been more of a trend on the PGA Tour of guys winning back to back events. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like we've seen it a bunch. This guy, this oh, year, so much guys have gone gone back to back and have defended their titles. Yeah, Scotty. Trying to think of what else. I'm looking at the tournaments now. Um, I think Max Homa did it at one point yep. for something. Homa did it at the Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah, first tournament. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah, the Fortnite, Fortnite World Open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Hovland did it at the Hero. Yep, that's right. Uh, anything? I don't know. I'm just looking. I at think it, it was like, those three. I feel Xander's a good shot too because last year we really kind of saw the wind take, you know, take its place in that and like show how difficult it can be. And he was able to, you know, still yeah. win with all that wind. So he's not. He can definitely play in that weather. 
Yep. For yeah. Sure. The one concern too is so coming to this event last year too, his uh, wedge game was a little bit better around the green here. He gained strokes around the green in four of his previous tournaments heading up four out of five. He lost strokes to the Travelers, but uh, his around the green play does concern me as he has lost strokes in that category in each of his last four. So that's my only concern why I left him off the card this week because if his if that wind does pick up and he does get himself in trouble around the greens, I have a little bit of concern with him. But mm-hmm. his putting's also been so much better this year. His putting's been absolutely insane. I don't think he since the century he hasn't lost strokes putting, which is like his past twelve or thirteen events, which is insane. That's really good. Yeah, he's such yeah. a good lag putter too. Like he plays the most boring brand of golf of all time. Him and Cantlay just refuse yeah. to play any sort of exciting golf. I saw I saw both. They of just them make the pars and the occasional birdie and the occasional birdie, but they'll never bogey a hole. I saw them at the Travelers last year, and I think I watched them for about 20 minutes on the green together combined, just try to <laughs> putt, putt pars. And I was like, all right, boys. I wonder where the yeah. issue is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had him outright that year. So I was, I was, I let him took his, take his time. Really? Take I, your I time. Speed up a little bit. Yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've seen him do really, I know you kind of mentioned the U S open is kind of being comparable with like the fescue and stuff um, to this course. And we saw him, he was leading for a while. He was up there with Ricky and then, and then that, he lost think, it. And then he lost it. I remember yeah. that. He got stuck in that bunker. I think he took three shots to get out. Yeah. After that tee shot, that really, you know, brought him down a bit. But he's been playing well since. Yeah, he has. He has played well yeah. for a while, too. Yeah. I agree. And I think I'll touch on one more guy here before we uh, go through our cards here. But uh, Hatton here at 18 to 1, he's, I feel like he's on everyone's card this week. Uh, just based. He's on mine as well. Get to it in a second here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, T27 at the U.S. Open, struggled around the green a little bit, but pretty solid performance. T3 at the RBC, T12 at the Memorial, T15 at the PGA. Guy's been lights out this year. The only issue for me, which I'm curious is if this is an issue for two, for you guys here too, he hasn't won since 2020 at the API. Hmm. So... Is he more of a placement this week, or are we just writing about right? I have them both. Yeah, I, same. Because <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't take anyone in that top group. I thought his price was good because I mm. think he will be in that mix. Yeah. And if there is some crazy wind, if he gets a couple lucky bounces, or someone gets an unlucky bounce, I'll think he'll be the one right there to make the jump. I don't know why, cause, just because he has been playing so well and he's such a good ball striker and is really good around the greens. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll just be there at the end of the weekend if one of these, if all of these guys want to choke it away. Yeah. Another thing that's going to be yeah. important for this tournament is putting, like strokes games putting, and he's second in the field in that from yeah. what I'm seeing right now after he's Taylor very Montgomery. Player. So that's going to be really big. And I believe he has a couple good finishes here as well. Yeah, T24 uh, in 2022, and then at uh, St. Andrews last year, it's a comp. Mm-hmm. Finished T11, so not bad. Yeah, he's played four out of the last, or three out of the last four years, and T14, T18, and T24 at this course. Yeah, certainly, yeah, I mean, 
He's on the card for a reason here. So mm-hmm. I'm just hoping. Yeah. Honestly, I think if the wind picks up, it favors him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, he's used is. to this, these conditions and he's played enough on the Euro Tour where he's played a few links, more link style golf than other golfers at the top, maybe besides Rory. Um, and you're really looking at the board. I think it favors him as well here. Um, all right. I guess we can get into our cards here and kind of break down some picks here. Uh, Picklets, I know you said you haven't finalized your card yet. Mm-hmm. So we'll start, we'll start with we'll start with uh Jeremy here in terms of uh kind of his your outrights and then I'll start with mine and then we'll we'll help you put we'll help you put your card together here. We'll break down your card here as well. We'll see what we got here. So I'll I'll let you take the floor here. Prop down. Oh, okay. Here. So I got um my for the my first all my outrights I have as placements. Okay. Uh, so I started with Tommy Fleetwood, and I got it at plus twenty two hundred. With this lot, has the line moved at all? Uh, well, but I see plus twenty one hundred at uh twenty one to one at FanDuel. Yeah, so he's still twenty two um, at BetMGM as of oh, now. Okay. So uh, and then I had so I had I got hit him as a top twenty as well. Okay. Um, I like I like the top twenty a lot here. Yeah. That's a great mm-hmm. price. Um, I have uh, your favorite guy, Matthew Fitzpatrick, at plus twenty two hundred, yeah, and his top twenty as well. Fetish into a second, but yeah, <laughs> I love that pick. Um, and then the top twenty at one twenty five, and then I already said I have Hatton. Um, and then for my, I go deeper into my placement picks. I took Justin Rose as a top thirty. Um. He's a guy that always seems to play well in these fields that are top heavy. Yeah. Um, and should have a lot of experience being overseas back again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good, he's another good ball striker. Um, he struggled on this course last year, but like it could have been a number of things. Like you said, it's more excusable on the links courses. Um, and I'm really just riding this or Justin Rose because he's made me money on this top 30 prop recently. So I, I kind of refuse to jump off the trend now. If it ain't yeah. broke, don't fix yep. it. Exactly. exactly. Um, and then I took Alex Smalley top 40 plus 105. Um, he's been playing so well recently. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Aaron Rye top 40 at plus 105. I love so it. the guys, so, the the minimal guys that I have written down are pretty much everyone that he said. <laughs> <laughs> there we that's go. Hysteric. Yeah, that's yeah. hysterical. So I I also have Smalley and Rye top forty as well. You got better prices on uh, than I did. I have been even money on, but MGM right now. But I mean, you look at Smalley here. Returns to the Renaissance Club. He finished what tenth in his debut last year. Pretty much his kryptonite has been his putting. Which yeah. obviously last year he was awful in 159 on the tour, but I mean this year as of now through X amount of events he's won 140 140th around there. But uh, his putting's been much better as of late, gaining strokes in three of his last four, which I'm happy about. Uh, and his recent form too has been incredible. He's pretty much finished inside the top 25 in three of his last four, which. The only one he didn't was the Rocket Mortgage, where he lost strokes putting. So yeah, and he's I coming off you, the top second at the John Deere too. Yeah, 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 yeah tied for second. Just absolutely 
just great. And I had, so I originally just played Smalley uh, top 40 and then it was between him and Rye. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to allocate another unit this week and pick Rye as well. Because if Rye comes in this week and Smalley doesn't or either or, I'm going to kill myself. So I was <laughs> like, I, ha I have to play both. So I did. Because uh, Rye too, just a dual glove assassin out here. I mean, he's been great as of well. Um, and obviously he won here before. Uh, finished tied for 35th in 2021 and missed the cut last year. But his form's been much better this year entering the event than last year. So I like him as well. In terms of top 20 here, I have the Fitzpatrick fetish here. Um, <laughs> just great as of late. Just premier ball striker. And I think we saw that last year kind of really displayed. Even at the RBC, which is Harbortown, I believe. Um, kind of that same, like, the wind coming off the ocean here. And you saw him play 18 several times. He just threw a few darts, especially in the playoff. That final hole, um, which I wasn't too happy about. I had speed outright, so I was kind of pissed. <laughs> but outside of that, uh, I think his style of golf just fits the lengths very well. Min Woo Lee, another guy, uh, comes in great form here. Won this event again. Um, but, again, just another guy who struggled with the flat stick. But, again, been much improved this season. And just a great ball striker as well. So I think that favors him. He also played overseas before this, and I think he did pretty well in the British Masters, tied for 15th. So it's not really a similar link style course, but I think it fits more of a style of golf that I need to play this week with kind of target golf and really picking your shot. Mm -hmm. So I like yeah. him, top 20. And then Wyndham Clark, uh, U.S. Open champion, won before this too as well um, at the Wells Fargo. He's a guy that concerns me, and I'm curious to hear your opinions about this because he he has hasn't been great as of late coming into this, especially with with his iron plays, lost strokes on approach in his last two, but one was at the U.S. Open, which he won. So that was kind of my one default of leaving him off. But if you look before that too, his iron play has been so great, and even last year he played well here, finishing. Tied for 16. So I like him. And then just breezing through the outrights, Hatton, Ricky, Fleetwood. So that's what I got on my card this week. Um, picklets here. What do you, what do you think you're putting together this week? Well, I like that Ricky pick to win just because we kind of saw that last year because Xander won the Travelers, I think, coming into this. Uh, or, Similar sorry, thought Rocket process. I'm, I'm, you read my mind. This is exactly that. Right? I'm a hot, hot guy coming in, basically. Exactly, right? Like he won the tournament and then he won this one. So why not? Like history will repeat himself here. Um, something, yeah. So I, I think I'm gonna have Scotty Scheffler to win at plus 700. I know it's not great odds for a winner, but I just can't ignore what he's doing right now. I may as well throw half unit on that at least. Um, I think and it's then a great I, pick. I, yeah. I, I yeah, really I do, do like Scotty this week. I, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he wins by three or four at all. Yeah. So I, I really do like that play. But also to protect it, I am gonna go with him top ten. I got that at plus 105. Um, that's a great pick too yeah plus money on scotty top 10 is a steal it feels like i looked on other books and he was like minus 137 was the highest and then i was able to get him at plus 105 that's the only bet i've actually locked in so far yeah that's um, an incredible bet which book's yeah. that uh bet 365 love it yeah um i have another sheet here um it's kind of like a newsletter that i signed up for recently and he kind of just 
this one was uh, strokes gained per round, like in windy conditions. Um, and Scotty was his first in that over his last, uh, I think, might have like been everything else. the year. Yeah. Yes. And besides so putting. Yeah, yeah, besides, besides putting. <laughs> his putting is 0.5, but his uh, strokes gained total is 1.9, and that, that leads the, uh, the whole field. So that's just another reason to like Scotty if I didn't sell it enough already. Um, I, yeah, I like the Hatton pick. I like Fleetwood and Fitzpatrick. So like I said earlier, Hatton is the second best putter on the, like of the field so far by strokes gain. So I like that. And I also paired it with his top 20, another plus one Oh five. Um, I got Matt Fitzpatrick at plus, uh, one twenty five for top 20. And I know we already kind of have that. Um, another one on here. Uh, strokes gain in windy conditions. Number three, I was kind of surprised to see this. So, uh, Robert McIntyre. I don't know much about him. Oh, I'm just, yeah, I've just <laughs> kind of gotten into it, but he is third at one point. Oh, he's sorry, he's tied with Scotty. So, there's a three way tie. He's got 1.9 as well, strokes gained in windy conditions. So, I took him top 40 plus 130, which is not bad. Um, if you look at if you look at uh, how he's been, I think he's been making the. Er, I think he's been making the cuts recently, so that's kind of what I'm holding on to. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been great. Four of his last five. Yeah. So. And then I a mean, bunch before that, with one more cut and a withdrawal between them. So he's, yeah, he's been good. Yeah. So I mean, top forty at plus money. That's, I think that's pretty good odds with. Uh, having him tied for Scotty in one of the most important like strokes gain category. Um, I, yeah. So I, and then I like Fleetwood. You guys kind of talked me into it. I was on the fence with him, but he's just been playing so well lately. I know he missed the cut last time, but before that he was tied for fifth and second, you know, even going back a little farther T 18 T five T 15. So taking him top 20 is pretty safe to me. Yeah. I like that as well. I mean, the McIntyre pick, too, looks good. I mean, if you look at his form coming into last year's Genesis, where he missed the cut, T13, missed cut, missed cut, 77. Mm -hmm. And then you'd look at this year where he's coming in, T4, T39, T18. So much better form here, especially if he's coming into this event. I like it a lot. Yeah. And previous link style, obviously, the open, T34, T8, T6. So yeah, T40 is not a bad bet, especially at plus money there. Yeah, I like that one sharp, a lot. Um, any other picks? Well, I just have a two ball, but I don't know if we're getting there yet. Yeah, let's get into some matchups here. Um, yeah. I, I'll i be honest, I have briefly looked at matchups here, so mm -hmm. I'm going to rely on you here. So you got a two ball here. Is this full tournament? Yeah, 72 okay. holes. This right. is the only one I've really dove into, and we've okay. kind of already touched on this guy. Uh, it, it is Smalley over... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Moronk. Oh, Adrian Moronic. Moronic. Okay, yeah, that guy. So, like we said, Smalley's playing really good golf coming into this tournament, and Moronic is not like it. If you look, I looked at his uh, like recent matchups, and he's been playing a lot overseas, so he's finishing high. But if you go to like his PGA events, missed the cut, missed the cut, T forty, missed the cut, missed the cut. So he's miscut four out of the last five tournaments. And then Smalley 
has made it in four out of the last five. So I thought that was a pretty good advantage there. It is a little bit juicy. I got a minus 138, but I think there's enough value there to warrant the juice. Yeah, I don't hate that at all, too. I mean, I just pulled it up briefly here, but um, the biggest thing that stands out to me for the advantage for Smalley here is his approach game. Mm -hmm. uh, Smalley hasn't lost strokes in, what, seven, each of his last seven events. And especially if this does come down to a ball striking clinic, I don't hate that at all. What's that? Minus 138? Yeah. Which uh, which book's that? Uh, I have it on play now, I believe. Okay. All these Canadian books are thrown. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is play now. Okay. Prop Doctor, do you have any tournament matchups you were specifically looking at as well or no? I haven't looked too far into them yet. Um, That's something we can do on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just looking right now. And... I have honestly not seen too many for the full full tournament that I like. That I like, but I, I need every to look guy at it more that, quick. Every guy that I like is paired up with another yeah, guy that I like. That's what you know? I'm kind of seeing. Like, like there's Wyndham Clark, Justin Rose, I like. Yeah. Uh, Cantley, Shawfley. Then there's Hatton and Fleetwood. It's like I have bets on all these guys, so I don't want to be really <laughs> yeah, against like that. They're tough pairings this week. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys don't have DraftKings, right? I do. I do. Okay. There's a matchup on DraftKings right now that caught my attention of Justin Rose versus Sam Burns. Mm -hmm. 72 holes. Rose minus 120. Burns even money here. Looking at it right now, absolutely love Rose at that price. Same. Rose. Yeah, yeah. T four missed the cut at the U S open. Just, I don't know what happened to, because if you look at his iron play, it's been so consistent and I don't, I don't know if he didn't like LA or he had some bad food or what happened that week, but he was awful. He lost like the most strokes. I think he has since last year uh, in that event, but he rebounded well at the Betfred British masters again, finishing T four after missing the cut at the U S open. So I don't hate Rose in that matchup at all. Struggled last year here, the Genesis, but came in in much worse form than his iron play was awful last year, and it looks like this year is completely turned around. So Rose at minus 120 could be one of my favorite plays in terms of matchups. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I'm just kind of looking into Burns right now. Uh, T32, missed the cut, T16, T6. So... Okay. Timber, but, he's more, yeah, he's more of a bomber than a ball striker, too. So if it gets windy, yeah, he, he could, he'll be hitting it far, but he, if he misses, he one, hasn't gained over a stroke on approach all year. No, looking at the true strokes gained on data golf, he hasn't gained over a stroke all season. And he's it's not like he's coming in a stroke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, the API was – that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his putting's been more consistent for sure. His play with his wedges, decent. But, yeah, I don't I don't think he's really played all that well this season. I mean, when you saw he won last year at the Valspar and the Charles Schwab, his play off the tee and putting was phenomenal. 
And this year his putting just hasn't been the same and his ball striking hasn't been the same. So I, th- I think Justin Rose is going to be added to my card in terms of uh, betting matchups. If you guys like that one as well. Yeah, I do like that. one. I do. And I know I kind of said Find bad things about, you know, this, uh, what was the tournament last weekend? Was it the British masters? The Beth Fred British masters. Yeah. He yeah, finished for, the Euro, tied yeah. for fourth there. Yeah. So that like he is playing good golf, whether that was against you know the top golfers or not. There was some decent names in that field too, wasn't there? I believe so. I mean, Minwoo Lee was in there, but I'm try- I I don't have it up here. No. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I just remember I seen just remember seeing highlights on Twitter or whatever. Then a couple shots and some big names being in there. Yeah, let's see if I can pull this up. Uh... Is it leaderboard? Yeah, that's what I want. Matchups. Where are matchups on DraftKings? Oh. So the Dubai Irish Open isn't until September this year? I was just looking on your article here, uh, Gator, and yeah. the last three out of the last four winners finished pretty high in that tournament leading up to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they'll change the schedule this year. Yeah. So it's, different. yeah. So I was just going to see like who, who did well last week or whatever, but it doesn't help. Yeah. I'm trying to go through the list right now. I mean, I don't think I had, it's a, really... I had a guy that I wanted to ask your opinion on. Yeah. Lee at four, not four under. Sorry, tied 15th. I mean, Guido. I mean, not a loaded field, but there's still a few names up there. Yeah. McIntyre, but not not an awful field. I'd have to look at the uh, official world golf ranking, like strength of fields here, which I'll try mm-hmm. to pull up here and see what exactly. What was higher, the John Deere or that? <laughs> oh, I'd almost guarantee it was the other one. Mm-hmm. Um filters yeah let's see if i can events wanted to ask you guys about justin thomas so he kind of picked up his game in the last one at the uh what was that the uh travelers i believe where he finished yeah i think he finished tied for ninth yeah yeah but then so the yeah sorry but fred did have a lower field rating than the john deere but i wouldn't say by much so So. that was kind of a guy that i wanted to target because he was he was high in a couple of the categories that i was looking at but with him missing the cut and the other three that he didn't finish tied for nine, you know, what, what do you think about JT? Kind of just too hard to bet on him right now while, while he's playing like this or. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with him too. I mean, you and look at it, his stroke. Yeah. Go ahead. Like a different problem every week. Like the rocket mortgage, the rocket mortgage, he probably just hit bunkers and kept flubbing out of bunkers because he lost 3.8 or 3.08 strokes around the greens. But other than that, he was okay and everything. But then the week before that, it was putting. If he could have put better at the Travelers and even gained a bit of strokes at the Travelers, he probably would have won it because he was playing really, really well there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Memorial, he couldn't putt. And then also at the U.S. Open, he couldn't get off the tee. Yeah, I'm just looking at his U.S. Open stats, and there's a lot of red here. 
Yeah. So last year too, in all of his tournaments he played, he only lost strokes on approach twice. Hmm. This year he's already lost strokes on approach in five. And twice and in the last kinda, three events. Yeah. Yeah. Three of the last five, if you're going further back than that of a larger sample size. I mean, he just doesn't seem to have it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know but what like, is going on, but he is a guy that can randomly get hot like that T9 at the Travelers or mm-hmm. the T10 earlier at the Valspar this year, too. Like he just randomly gets hot. So he's always a guy that you can look at, but he's always a scary one to play, too. Yeah. He hasn't done well on link style courses, though. Going no. back, I mean, I'm looking at his open championship stats here and combined with his lone appearance at the Genesis last year, his best finish. He's missed the cut, so in 2016 at the Open, T53, T17, T18, he missed the cut. 2019, T11, 2021, T40, the 2022 Genesis missed the cut, and then the 2022 Open, he finished tied for 53rd. So it's not like he's really thrived on this style of course. So maybe if you like look down the line and say, oh, you can maybe see him – breaking through at like the FedEx or the Wyndham or like the BMW, like kind of how like Zalatoris did last year of just a guy who finally found it. Mm -hmm. I can see if that style of golf maybe fits him a little bit more, but I don't, I don't think he's a guy to really target this week at all. I don't know. I could be wrong though. And he could just shove it down my throat at the end of the day. But (laughs) um, And what's interesting too, is his matchup this week week i don't know if you saw this uh prop doctor but on DraftKings, he's matched up with min Lee, who's been the exact opposite of thomas yeah inconsistency what's the price on that oh uh min Lee's favorite too yeah as he should be probably yeah. yeah yeah i don't hate that at all no mm-hmm. lead at minus 120 which no, there'd be a, might be another match out that we add to our hits, group collective cards. So far, that's pretty good. And he only and he won two years ago. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, missed the cut last year, but like I said before, just not great with his irons all last year. And this mm-hmm. year he struggled, but it seems like he's kind of turned the corner. Uh, he lose strokes on approach from the players to the PGA, but then if you go from the Charles Schwab to the mm-hmm. Betfred, he gained strokes with his irons in three of his last four. Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. I, ac- I actually had one too, kind of like Justin Thomas, but I wanted to play top 40. I think I DM'd you about it earlier, Gator. Uh, but it was Thomas Dietrich. I didn't mm-hmm. end up playing it because of like he's lost strokes on approach uh, the last two weeks and has been cut in the last two weeks or his last two starts, I guess. Sorry. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of people with him on his card. And I can't remember where, but there's someone was rating him highly in one of these uh, Bedsburgs models. I've seen a ton of people on Dietrich this week as well, and I don't. He hasn't won an event before. Uh, I don't believe so now because he's a rookie. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. more so looking at top forty because I I don't really think he'll win this thing at all. But mm-hmm. I just don't no, know but- with the approach game and. The issue for me, though, too, so is he, if you look at Dietrich, too, which I'm pretty sure if I have this right, he's been a stud at this event. Right. Yeah, he that's finished, what I was trying to find. Yeah, he finished T10, 
last year at the Genesis and then at the Aberdeen Scottish Open the year before, T2, and then at the Aberdeen Standard Investment Scottish Open, T30 and T43, all held at the Renaissance Club. Oh, so okay, that makes more sense. So he likes this course. Yeah. Loves this course, but mm. I'm going back but then to last is, year. Is the too. field getting better too? So the field. The field is getting better, but if I'm looking at his stats too, going into this event last year, T58 at the Horizon Irish Open, T15 at the BMW, and then T28 at the Porsche European Open. This year, he comes to this event off a miscut at the Rocket Mortgage and Travelers. Yeah. I don't know if he if he just likes playing overseas more. He's from what? I think he's German. German, yeah. I don't want to. Say, yeah, Belgian. Or, no, Belgian. Belgian, yeah, yeah Belgian, German. Um, but yeah, I, he's another confusing player this week too, because he hasn't he hasn't won before. So I don't get why people are really rating him high unless their their model has just been maxed out to course history. Probably. You know? yeah. So I don't know. Any other yeah, matches look you guys are that. looking at? I'll need to dive more into the matchups. Another guy I wanted to kind of ask about is Shane Lowry. Have you have you looked into him at all? Because he was pretty high on this. Uh, he was tied. He was the other guy tied with Scotty and uh, McIntyre for uh, strokes gained uh, in windy conditions. Who's he matched up against this week? Speed. I don't have that. That's pretty Jordan limited. Spieth. I have him against uh, Sam Burns, but he's minus one sixty three, so that's not good. That's a tough. Like I feel like that's matchups, good. you have to pretty much lay like even one forty. If if I'm confident in the matchup, I'll lay that. But yeah, like one sixty, where anything can happen, I'm not really sure. Yeah, that I would I would lay that price. No, it's too much. Yeah, and you look at Lowry here. This is interesting here. I just pulled up his stats here. Uh, I looked at him a bit. Hard to argue against him, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Top 20 in his four of his last five here. His approach game's been phenomenal here. Uh, course history. I don't think he's played this course before, has he? Unless I'm completely look. missing it. Let me look. Did he play in the Aberdeen? He might have. Shane Lowry. No, he hasn't played. No, he has Yeah. So he hasn't played here before, huh? Which is interesting too, because he's another guy who usually plays a little few events on the DP World Tour. So he played, huh? So he hasn't played at the Renaissance Club before, but his game feels like it would fit here. I'll be honest. That was another guy that I was looking, maybe not to win, but like a high finish, like a T twenty or something. What what price do you have met at a T twenty? One fit plus one fifty. That's tough to ignore. That's or T thirty minus one oh five. Jesus, T thirty feels like a layup on this course, doesn't it? Or am I just completely yeah. mispricing that? So I have a little bit of different uh two ball for seventy two holes. I have Justin Thomas paired with Corey Connors. I don't know if you've looked into him at all. But then I also have Minwoo Lee with Adam Scott. And I know we like Minwoo Lee. That's a hell of a matchup. Holy. And we haven't talked about Adam Scott yet. No. Let me pull up Adam Scott here because I, I I know he's been playing much better this year. 
And I think he did he win? Did he win that? No, he hadn't won this year. But um, yeah, another guy, great form. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Where is Adams? Oh, there it is. His putting too. So I who's he matched up again Ooh, wow. this week with? Minwoo Lee. His putting's been really good. His putting's been phenomenal. And yeah. So at St. Andrews too, which also has kind of the fescue greens, mm-hmm. gains 1.38, two true strokes uh, there as well. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, if his putting's this good and he, he likes kind of that fescue greens being from overseas as well. It's tough. That's a tough matchup to try to fade Adam Scott. Is he the underdog or favorite? He's the underdog. He's plus 100. That's and a- Minwoo Lee's minus 125. You're almost just banking on Adam Scott to just outpot the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. But Minwoo Lee's been playing so well, so that's yeah, tough. right. I'd almost just take the even money on Scott, though. Yeah, you know, just because his putting's so impressive, and that's one of the yeah, that'll be huge this weekend. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The quicker you can figure out these greens and get ahead before that wing picks up at the end of the weekend, I think it'll be huge. Has he played this course before? Um, I'm just going to see if I can find he that. did not play it last year. He did not play it the year before that. Last time he played in this event was 2017. So he hasn't played mm-hmm. at the Renaissance Club before. Okay. So just looking through that, but Jesus. That's, I mean, whoever priced that matchup. That's that's a great two golfers to pair against each other. <laughs> that is that's a tough call. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have an Adam Scott matchup on DraftKings. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, we won't do that one then. I've got a three ball here. Okay. It's kind of uh it's so Kevin Yu is playing with Cali Samuja. And Oliver Wilson. Um, and so you is coming off a T6 at the John Deere last weekend. Um, and has made four of his last five cuts. So he's had to play pretty well in the opening round. And that's all on the PGA Tour. Um, and these next guys have been playing on the European Tour. Um, Wilson's coming off at or no, Samuja is coming off a T4 at the Maiden Himmerland, but he was cut twice before that, and it appears that he struggles a lot putting the golf ball, recently anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Oliver um, got cut in his last event, losing three strokes on approach. He had a T2 at the British Masters before the Himmerland, and then a T38, but then a miscut, a miscut, a top 60, a miscut, a T21, a miscut, a T46, cut, 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 all on the European tour. Wow. Uh, and then Samuja's all on the European tour as well. Who invited this guy if he's missing so many cuts? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's been awful. Even yeah. on the- yeah, who is this again? So- Kevin Yu, uh, plus one forty. Yeah, I see that too. I'm trying to see because he was high on. I think he's third on strokes gained off the tee as well. 
Yeah, he's he hits Which a bar be, and is yeah. pretty accurate. He's uh, yeah, he's third behind Scotty and Rory. He's gained a lot of distance on the field in well, he's gained distance on the field in all his starts this year, but two, and that a lot of the time that's plus. I'm, I don't know how this actually works on um, data golf if it's like yards or percentage, like fifteen percent or more than the field on his distance. Is that what it is? So, well, driving distance. He's hitting it farther than so, the field, that's for sure. So, it's the average field's driver, the length of their drives, and then it's that how much plus, I think, that how many yards, I believe, if I'm reading that correctly here. Oh, okay, yeah. So, at the Rocket Mortgage, he gained, he was hitting it on average 15, 16 yards, basically, further than the field. Yeah, I guess my I guess my one concern with you here too is if you look where he's done well. So it's a John Deere weak field, right? Yeah. You look at Pebble Beach, stronger field, but not not fantastic. Um, Sony Open in Hawaii, good field. Butterfield, Bermuda, weak field, and then Sanderson Farms, another weak field as well. Um, At the Amex, missed the cut. Farmers T forty four, but. The guys he's matched up with, I wouldn't say are anything to write home about either. No, and this is just a just a round one three ball. Have you looked um, at like his round one scoring compared I'm, to the others? I'm just trying to pull that up now. I don't can I don't know if you can find those guys on the PGA Tour website. I guess I'd have to pull up the European Tour. I don't I don't um, know how much info the European Tour has. If I'm yeah, being honest, me I don't either. think it's particularly great. I was on the um, website earlier and I was kind of disappointed. So Kevin Yu is 20th on tour in first round scoring average. He's on at 69.62. Which I think that's all you need to know. Yeah. Okay. And who's he matched up against with again? Oh, let's try and pronounce this again. Uh, Kale Samuja and Oliver Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) I think you pronounced the other guy better than Oliver Wilson. Yeah. So Wilson too. I saw him before, but I didn't really – Paid too much attention to him. Let me go through him now because he was the only guy that I had concerned. Yeah, this approach game's been and shit. And he was the one I said been cut. Every he started the yeah. year by getting cut six times in a row. Samuja. Let me see if how do you the spell only it? Worry I have is uh, like the first round. Yeah, because yeah. I trust him to do S-A-M-O-O-J-A. that over the whole over the whole thing. But first round might be tough. Yeah. All right. Are they so? The other question too I have: Are they teeing off at the same time? Yeah, I think when you, I think the round one three balls, I think are the groups, groups, yeah, yeah. that they play in on day one and two. So that like the three ball groups, you can play like is that the lines come out later, but they're the same groups both days. Gotcha. So that makes sense, and yeah, I mean, Samuja, was he finish? Yeah. Old guy, too. A relatively old guy, 35. His approach game has been decent, but hasn't played on tour since the U.S. Open last year. I'm going to see if I can pull up European stats. Samuja, too. We're just going to give up and call him Samuja, right? Yeah, sounds good. All right, (laughs) perfect. Um, His approach game last year was... Fucking horrendous. Um, <laughs> and this year, in four of his we last five, he's, he's 
he's figured out his irons. So, I would, what what's the price on him and you? Uh, you is one forty. Yeah. Uh, let me find. I can pull. Actually, I was looking at on here. Hold on. On three six five. Uh, I'm. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, one forty on three six five. DraftKings doesn't have this line up actually yet. No. Um, but it's Samuja's plus one or plus one eighty seven, and Wilson's plus two hundred. What if you just kind of arbitraged on Samuja and you? So I don't mm. see Wilson winning this. That's the, that'd all. probably be the smart gambler way to do it, right? You just take a small yeah. profit on those two. Because I don't think Wilson has a shot here, and you have two of the three guys in that group, and you can at plus one forty and plus one eighty. It's not bad odds. They kind of arbitrage with it. Yeah, for arbitrage sure. obviously not a guaranteed profit here, but you could sprinkle on both and still pull off a decent profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to wait till uh, DraftKings puts up this line. I already have four million units deployed on that three six five. <laughs> <laughs> that's it they got they already got that's you on the watch group <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're, if i deposit again they'll just be like whoa buddy <laughs> bet ca is gonna burst down your door and be like, you gotta stop you're gonna stop winning someone's gonna come to my door and give me a gambling hotline or something <laughs> here call this number yeah call this number yeah, you, need it. you better fucking call this number <laughs> Especially when they're uh, seeing them putting picks in on the Barbasol Championship. Those, what the yeah. Fuck? yeah. Did you say it's... earlier about Min Woo Lee and Justin Thomas? Did you say they yeah. were partnered up? I have that yeah. line now too, so I could do that. Yeah, if you I like, like it. I like what. What do you have odds at at Lee? I think it's the same minus one thirty eight. I have him at minus one twenty right now. Oh, that's way better. Is that DraftKings? Yeah, it's DraftKings right now. Uh, Lee is at 120 compared to JT at plus at even money, which isn't a bad one. No, nope. no, I like that. I always like taking the ball striking over the guy that has to rely on his putter. Yeah, and JT can't. No, yeah. If, if there's one club in the bag he's not going to rely on, it's going to be his putter. Yeah. But um, all right. Any other any other kind of things? I've, obviously, we'll uh, so we'll finalize our matchups. But nice that we broke down a few that we like here. I'll tweet out a graphic tomorrow with kind of our best bets for our matchups tomorrow and then our full cards for everyone. Uh, so anything else to add here? Barbasol Championship, it's going on. I think, Jeremy, you released an article, I released an article, but I don't really think it's worth talking about. Just no, Peter Kest is going to win it. <laughs> All right. I, I have him top 20, so I, I don't mind that. I'll, I'll let you have him <laughs> this week. I focus more on on this Scottish Open. I haven't dove into the other one, so I'll just blind tail you. (laughs) You really do not want to. Yeah, there's there's no benefit into really diving into that event. I thought I thought there might be some fun odds in there, but there's not much. No, of the top guys, it's who Norman Glover, Pendrith, Peter Kest, who just won special temporary membership two weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah, it's a real who's who of uh, the golf world that's teeing up in uh, Kentucky (laughs) this week. Sounds like last week. I got about 15 names down. I'm going, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? (laughs) 
Yeah, pretty much. And it'd be the worst part too is I'm I'm betting on it. So mm-hmm. I think that's what's really showed <laughs> is too. it's gonna be fun. Being yeah. up on Monday morning betting on the Barbasol open. That's a real gambler's <laughs> hotline move if I've ever seen one. So totally. All right. I think that wraps up the show. Uh Picklets, do you want to kind of give a shout out to where you uh, people can find you, kind of with your socials? Yeah, find me at Spitting Picklets on Twitter. I'm on Threads, but no one else is on Threads, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on Discord too, and the Better Ways Discord. If you want to check that out, uh, that's about it. Uh, I'm just at a Prop Doctor underscore or at Prop Doctor underscore on Twitter, and the same on Instagram. Awesome. But I don't really it. use. Yeah, I'm at Gator Betting on Twitter, Gator Sports Betting on Instagram and Threads, which I pretty much just, whatever I tweet out, I just copy and paste into Threads and get zero <laughs> likes. So it's absolutely fantastic right Fine. now. It's popping off in Threads. Um, articles on the Odds Breakers. But um, yeah, though, I appreciate you guys listening to the first episode of the podcast. We'll probably have one each week coming soon. Bunch of good tournaments on the year. So uh, yeah, thanks again for listening.